This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. Several years ago, I read this article in the newspaper that there was a father arrested. As a matter of fact, he was going to serve some jail time because it was learned that his little baby had burn marks all over his body. How did he get them? His father took a lighted cigarette and made all those burn marks all over his body. You say a man like that doesn't deserve to have a child. We want to talk about how to be a successful father today. How can we as men, as fathers, do a good job, be, do a better job in trying to rear our children today, our grandchildren even? Stay tuned. I'm Billy Lambert. I'm the speaker on Getting to Know Your Bible. And I'd like to welcome you to our telecast today. And today we're going to be offering a free Bible correspondence course. You say that's impossible because preachers don't give things away on television. They usually want you to go get your credit card. Don't be reaching for any kind of a card because this is free. All you need to reach for is the telephone and call the number that you're going to see on the screen. But in order that you might know more about the course and really how to receive the course, we're going to pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm going to read now from Psalms chapter 127, starting in verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is a vain thing for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. The, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. There's a big difference between being a father and being a successful father. Eli, in the Old Testament, was a father. But was he a successful father? We're told in the book of 1 Samuel that, it, Samuel that his sons made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. Was he a good father? David was a father. But he had a son by the name of Absalom who was a rebellious young man. It may be that David was so busy being a king when Absalom was a lad of a child at his knee 
that he did not take up the time with his son as he should have. He was a father, but was he successful as a father with his son Absalom? We need more successful fathers today. And a father has not failed when that man will try to do everything he can to rear godly children. I believe that every father and every mother, for that matter, would rather have godly children than to have $10 million. You, you, can't, you cannot buy that kind of character, that kind of integrity with money. We need children today who grow up to be God-fearing children that love God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, with all their strength. We need to rear children that love Jesus with all their heart and with all of their soul. Fathers are needed today. And that being said, effective male leadership in the home is lacking. Judge John Butler at one time was a circuit judge in Mobile, Alabama. And he was quoted as having said this, that 80% of the children that come to court, and he meant by that come to his court, have no father at home. That, that statement was made by Judge Butler many years ago. I, I can only begin to imagine the percentage of children that go into a court today that have no father at home. I'm afraid that it might be more than that 80%. We need fathers today who will assume their responsibility and assume their role to be a leader in their family. Our children are living in a moral and spiritual jungle today. They're living in a place of spiritual warfare today. If there was ever a time that we needed fathers to stand up and to be counted, it is in the present hour. There's a statement made in the book of Joel, chapter 3 and verse 9, that I think is rather intriguing. It's actually a battle call. Wake up the mighty man, prepare for war. And the mighty men need to be awakened today. Imagine you're in the military. You're leading a group of men. You're the point man today. And you know that whether or not these men and women that are in your group live or die today depends upon how well you lead them. I want you to change the scenario just a moment. Imagine that you're in a physical battle such as is raging now in the Ukraine. And you're the point man. But instead of soldiers being around you, it's your family. And you have to realize and should realize the survival of your children depend upon your leading them, your right leadership. And the reason that there are children today
that are not surviving is because there are fathers that have abdicated their duty and responsibility. Not to anyone, they just are absentee fathers. Oh, they father a child, and then they leave, and they go their way. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. When you have a child, you have a responsibility to help that child grow and mature, to be a responsible citizen in our country. You have a responsibility to cause that child to love God, to love Jesus, to love the Holy Spirit, to love the Bible, to want to live a righteous life. Fathers have great responsibility. But how are you going to be a successful father? Now using the 127th Psalm from which we just previously read, let's observe some things. First of all, if you want to be successful, you need to let God rule in your home. He begins that chapter by saying, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. In those days, there were walls built around the cities. And those walls were built so thick that I've been told that in some cases, two horse-drawn chariots could be passed side by side on the top of those walls. And on those walls, there would be a man called the watchman. And among the many responsibilities he had was to watch for the approach of the enemy. And when he saw the enemy coming, he would sound the alarm and warn the inhabitants of the city to prepare for battle. I think there's a lesson here. Unless God is in your home, you're not going to keep the enemy out. You've got to have God at the core and the center of your home. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that built it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. A number of years ago, where I was preaching in Mobile, Alabama, we had different speakers on a Wednesday night during a month of December to talk about the family. One of those speakers was a counselor. And he talked for a good long while and finally said, I work for the state of Alabama, so I'm not able to tell them certain things at work. The law will not allow it. But if you want to know how to keep your family together, I'm about to tell you. And I got up on the edge of my seat because I thought, he's about to tell me something that I've never heard before. And this man who was a marriage, was a counselor for the state of Alabama made this statement. If you want to keep your family together, if you want to save your family, just put God first. We're trying to keep the enemy away. And unless the Lord is in your family, it's going to be very difficult to keep the devil out. We're in a spiritual war today, fathers, grandfathers. And we need to be, realize that we are dealing with spiritual wickedness in high places today. Oh, if there was ever a time you needed to, to stand up and be counted as a father, to lead your family, 
to be the spiritual leader in your family. It's now. I had a young man say to me, I, I want you to help me learn how to be a spiritual leader. Let me tell you how to begin. Very simple. Call your family together and tell them, number one, we're going to read from the Bible tonight. And number two, we're going to pray. Have you ever done that? You said, Brother Lambert, I've never done that before. I just don't know whether I can do that or not. If the survival of your family depended on it, you could do it. Couldn't it? If you knew that, that your children were going to be destroyed, if you did not do a certain thing, wouldn't you be willing to do it? Wouldn't you be willing to try to do it to save your children? If there's anything our children need today, it's God. They need to know about God. They need to know about the Lord Jesus Christ and His love. That they need to know uh, about things that pertain to their spiritual life. Oh, they know all about music. That they know, they know, know all about the different movies on Netflix and the like. But what do they know about Jesus? You need to be the spiritual leader in your home. You need to lead them. If you want to be a successful father, you need to avoid stressful materialism. It is a vain thing for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. I don't know, but it seems he's given a picture of a man that gets up early in the morning and works till he can't work anymore. I don't know whether that's the total picture there or not. But I know that a father has a responsibility to provide for his family. But some get so involved in making a living for their family that they forget to make a life for their family. Avoid stressful materialism. Now here's a picture of Many fathers who come home from work, oh, they come home, they bring home a paycheck. Well, when they come home, they sit down in their recliner, they turn on the television, and they go to sleep. And they never are involved in the life of their children. And their wife, incidentally, feels as, as alone as if he wasn't even there. You see, you need to be involved in your family. Be involved with your children. Go to their sporting events. Go to the events they have at school. Be, be involved with your children. Take, them, take your son fishing. A man was off from work one day, came back the next day, and someone said, what did you do yesterday? He said, it was a wasted day. What did you do? I took my little boy fishing. And, and that night, after he had gone fishing, that little boy wrote in his diary, this is the greatest day of my life. My daddy took me fishing. But sometimes we get so wrapped up in work so wrapped up in things that we're doing, we say because we love our family, that we actually neglect them. If you want to be a successful father, realize that you are a steward 
of those children. A steward is simply a caretaker. You see, the Bible says that the children are an heritage of the Lord. Those children are gifts from the Lord. I think about what Mother Eve said in Genesis 4 and 1, I've gotten a man from the Lord. She had a child. And she got that child from the Lord. And as a steward of those children, you have a responsibility to lead them. You know, the Apostle Paul said, Follow me, for I follow Christ in 1 Corinthians 11, 1. I've often thought that every father ought to be able to look in the face of his sons, look in the face of his daughters, and be, a, and be willing to say, you follow daddy, because daddy's fought trying to follow Jesus. You follow daddy, because daddy's trying to do what's right. Now, we have feet made out of clay as fathers. There's not a perfect father that lives on the face of this earth. But we need to strive to do everything within our ability, within our power, to bring our children up and to give them an example to follow. Because we are stewards of those children. If you want to be a successful father, then you need to realize you have a responsibility to influence them in the right way. Now, verse 4 says, this is verse 3 rather, As arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. I know men who hunt with bows and arrows. I don't think I'd be very successful with a bow and arrow. But I know the principle behind the use of a bow and arrow. You take the bow, you put the arrow in the bow, you pull it back, aim it toward the bullseye out there on the target, and your purpose is, your aim is, your goal is to hit the bullseye with that bow and arrow. Sometimes you don't hit the bullseye and you fall short of the target because you aim too low. Sometimes you do not hit the bullseye because you aim too high. Sometimes you may miss the target altogether. You may aim too wide. But if we will give some effort to it, we may not always, as fathers, hit the bullseye. But at least we get the arrow on the target. And we have a responsibility to, to, to direct those children in the correct way in life. I believe the Bible teaches beyond a shadow of a doubt that parents, and especially fathers, have a responsibility for the moral, ethical, and spiritual leadership of their children. But, but, but we are in danger of losing our children today. We live in, a, in a, losing our children to cancel culture today. Losing our children to immorality all kinds of things that are prevalent in our society today with people turning their backs upon what the Bible teaches about men and women, but by people turning their backs upon what the Bible teaches about the sanctity of marriage. We are in danger of our children being influenced in the wrong way. And so those children need to us to, 
to try to guide them and to teach them the right things in this life. Fathers, you cannot give that responsibility to the church. Uh, we, we have a youth minister at the Summerdale Church where I'm a member and where, I, uh, where getting to know your Bible is uh, located. And he's a fine young man. And the young people seem to be following him like a Pied Piper. On Wednesday nights, that's one of the biggest nights of the week for the kids. I've never seen so many children to go back to class on Wednesday night. And I, I, I thought about going back there and see what the, what the thing is is bringing them in on Wednesday night. Even from other churches, they're coming in on Wednesday night to be with Brandon. And I love it. I love it. But do you realize the first youth minister that a child should have is his dad. You need to take time with those children. Try to influence them in the right way. And let me tell you, the best way to do that is your influence. I wish that I could uh, to impress on every father that's watching right now the power of example the power of your influence on your children. Oh, how desperately you need to stand up today and be counted. I think I was reading this about geese. And I'm sure if I'm wrong, someone that's watching will let me know. I've been corrected before, so don't worry about it. And I'm not worried about it either. But understand that geese fly in formation. And that when they fly in formation, they can fly much faster than when they fly alone. Can you begin to imagine what would happen in America? Let's just take America. For example, what would happen in this country if every man who is a father, all fathers in all of the United States of America, would begin to fly together in formation? If we would begin to work together to help bring our children to God and bring our children to Jesus. I remember one time going into a part of town near Mobile, Alabama that, that was a place less desirable to live than possibly other places. And one of the things that I noted that broke my heart were the children. It seemed like dozens and dozens of children just roaming the streets in that little part of town. And they seemingly had nothing to do. They weren't playing, they weren't riding bicycles because they had none. They weren't throwing basketballs in the hoop because they had none. And I thought, how tragic. 
We, we were running a bus, church bus in that neighborhood, and we tried to get as many of them to come to Sunday school as we possibly could. But you know who should have been in those streets? Daddies. Daddies should have been with those children. Daddies should have been helping those children. Oh, how we need to realize there's more to being a father than being able to have a child or to, or to get a, a woman expectant with a child. We need to be, try to be successful fathers. And then uh, to, to be a successful father, we need to try to make our homes a place of happiness. You know, the fifth verse says, Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. Talking about those little arrows. Strive to make it a haven of happiness. Do you know there are some children that dread, actually dread, seeing their father come home? And when they see him coming, some of them may go hide in the closet. Some of them may try to hide under the bed. Some of them may leave the house and go somewhere else because they know that when he comes home, usually he's drunk. And he likely is going to beat their mother. And he's been known to beat them as well. A man such as that is not a leader. A man such as that has shirked his duty and his responsibility. And he should be ashamed of himself. There are so many children that are being murdered every, not every year, every day in America. And just watching the news last night, I learned that there were some 19 children that were murdered just yesterday. But every day in America, in some of the great big cities across America, their children, they're being gunned down in the streets. They need to be in happy homes. And they can only be happy if mother and daddy try to make it a place of happiness. You see, mother and daddy got to be happy people. And they're not happy sometimes because they know deep down inside that sin is gnawing away at their heart and gnawing away at their soul. And they know it's wrong. But then they take their frustration, their anxiety out on other members of the family, on the children. Make your place a happy place. I want to thank you for watching, getting to know your Bible today. I want to encourage every father who's watching today to do one thing for your family and make your home a Christian home. And you can make it a Christian home by being a Christian father, being a Christian husband. I don't believe that all children have a right to a silver spoon in their mouth, but they have one right. And that one right they have is a Christian daddy. Are you a Christian? Would you believe in Jesus with all of your heart? Because Jesus said so? Would you as a penitent, confessing believer submit to water baptism for the remission of your sins? Because Jesus said so? Let us help you. We want to. I want to thank you for watching today. Uh, and until we meet again, 
May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214.